0: Hey gang, welcome to Best Night Ever, the show where interesting people who do interesting things tell the story of their best night ever. I'm your host, Ian Hollihan. With me, as always, is Reggie Miller, the kitty cat. Lots of interesting stuff happened this past week. In world news, uh, scientists have finally answered the burning question, do snails fart? Uh... They do not. Uh, In pop culture news, the new Swamp Thing series premiered, and I'm really excited about it. Swamp Thing's my personal favorite comic book, and the first episode was really, really great. Also, in Ian Hollihan news, I got to see the band Bikini Kill this weekend, and it was amazing. It was one of those bands that I just kind of accepted. I would never see live because they'll never get back together. But guess what? They got back together. And guess what? I went. And guess what? It was freaking amazing. Also, in Best Night Ever news, this is the 10th episode, meaning this is the 10th week of the show. Now, 10 episodes may not seem like a lot, may not seem like a big deal, but there is a bit of significance to it. So when I first started working on the show, I wanted to have 10 Best Night Evers, 10 interviews in the bag before I premiered the first episode. So I wouldn't be caught kind of like with my pants down, like, oh, my God god oh my god i have an episode on tuesday i don't have a best night ever so i'd be like you know safe so to speak for 10 weeks this is the 10th week and we're safe of course you know i still have a lot to learn but you know i, I think i've gotten uh, better uh at like editing and sound management uh, also i listened to uh, uh uh the user feedback and added um the conversation that i have with the guests uh the first few episodes didn't have that uh also big learning Um, having an Alan Alda impersonator, though hysterical, not a great fit for Best Night Ever. It's been an amazing 10 weeks, and I just want to take a second to thank Mike Park, Iman El-Husseini, Alex Palmer, uh, Dan Shore, Luis Hernandez, Mary Birdsong, John Verivi, Michelle London... And Demetrius uh, Peepee Poo Poo Pants. I, I have no idea how to pronounce your last name, but you know you know who you are. You guys took a chance in this show before it was even a show, when it was just an idea for a show, and I really, really do appreciate it. I also want to thank Nitesh Banta and Adam Marcus from B12.io for letting me build uh, my website on their platform. Also, I want to thank Simon from Pippa. They're the ones who host uh, Best Night Ever, and Simon, you've been amazingly patient with me. Much appreciated. Uh, There's a couple uh, great plugins right there for those two companies. Thanks to all the musicians who have donated music. Thank you, Reggie Miller. And of course, thank you, listeners. The reception from the show uh, has been outstanding. I I love you all, but uh, total transparency, the folks who actually subscribe... I love a little bit more. Uh, Also, uh, it was pointed out to me this week that I need to be more clear when I say subscribe, because some folks listen to the show on the website where there's nothing to subscribe. So be sure to subscribe uh, in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. And, you know, if this is your first time listening, thanks for listening. Um, And know that if you subscribe, I will love you. A little bit more. So let's get on with the show. Oh wait, uh, there was a bit of a contest last week. Uh, I, I I I shaved my beard into a mustache. Uh, I left it up to the listeners if I should keep the mustache or get rid of it. Yay or nay? Uh, the results are in. It is in. Emphatically, no. Uh, People really don't like the mustache, so uh, it's gonzo. Probably gonna cut it after uh, this recording. Anyways, uh, let's get down to business. I want to start this week's episode talking about people with red hair, or gingers, if you will. First and foremost, I do not identify as ginger. Yes, I have the complexion of a ginger. Yes, my beard is red. But the hair on my scalp is more of an autumn color, meaning it has blonde, brown, and red, much like the autumn leaves you see on the ground uh usually when i say that people say uh bullshit uh so the rest of the world identifies me as a ginger anyways i wouldn't say gingers are a uh, a, a, a subclass or a uh, beleaguered peoples but it's it's no secret that um people with red hair universally are targets for you know being teased uh and in a way i get it uh, I, I mean Only 4% of the world's population has red hair. Like, the vast minority. It's unusual. It's weird. Also, you know what? It's an unpopular opinion, but kids with red hair, kids with red hair, even, like, teenagers with red hair, they usually look kind of goofy. But here's the thing. Everyone looks goofy when they're a kid, and everyone looks goofy when they're a teenager. Just these folks have red hair, so it's easier to point it out. Why am I talking about this? I've tracked something. I've noticed something. But it's only in recent generations. Ginger's are growing up to be hottie boom bodies. And I know what some of you might be thinking. It's like, Ian, I can name I can name several adult uh, uh, unattractive gingers, as can I. And that's what I'm saying it's a new thing. It's like a generational thing. Uh, like Ron Howard, super talented director, loved Splash. Uh, he, he's not great looking, you know. But his daughter, Bryce Dallas Howard, total babe. Uh, uh, another Happy Days alum, uh, uh, the guy who played Ralph Mouth. Don't know if he has kids, but but if he does, I bet you they're good looking. Uh, Isla Fisher, babe. Uh, Rupert Grit from Harry Potter, total babe. Jerry Hollowell, a.k.a. Ginger Spice, total babe. Eric Stoltz, babe. Uh, uh, um, Jessica Chastain, babe. Danny Bonaducci, Yeah, he's nuttier than a fruitcake, but he's also a beefcake because he's a total babe. So if there are any kids listening who are ginger, uh, just hang tight. Uh, it, it, it may suck now, but... in 10, 15, 20 years, you know, uh, the world will pine for you. Let's take a minute to do kind of like a case study on a specific uh, weirdo-looking ginger kid who grew up to be a uh, sex bomb with a lip fuse. Let's talk about Danny Cooksy. Now, you may not know him by name, but I promise you know who this person is because he's been a part of some of the most iconic TV shows and movies for the past 30 years. Uh, He got a start as a child actor on the show Different Strokes. He played uh, Arnold's friend Sam McKinney. He was the kid with the red hair who who, he was kind of off-putting only because his bowl cut was so perfectly straight. Uh, It was just kind of uncanny and unnerving uh later on he was in a sitcom called the kavanaugh's which also starred bernard hughes who played the grandpa in the movie the lost boys and who easily has the best line in any vampire movie ever i'm not gonna say the line but if you've seen the lost boys you know exactly what line i'm talking about anyways he was on those two shows cute as buttons then, you know, he turned 12 and he started to look kind of mean. So he was casted as like more ne'er-do-wells. You might know him as John Connor's friend in Terminator 2. He's the kid who says to the T-1000, oh, hey, I think he went that way. Then he runs to John Connor saying, oh, man, the cops are after you. Then they all run away. Um, he also voiced the character Montana Max in the show Tiny Toons. Now, Montana Max was one of the characters that wasn't directly connected to any of the Looney Tune characters. He was just like a rich, mean kid. Later on, he did the voice of Stoop Kid in one of the more groundbreaking episodes of Hey Arnold, titled uh, Stoop Kid. Um, He was in Pepper Ann. He was in Invader Zim. He was Dave the Barbarian in Dave the Barbarian. I think you get the idea. He's been in a lot. He's done a lot. But when I think of Danny Cooksey, I think of the bully of Camp Anawana, Bobby Budnick from the Nickelodeon show Salute Your Shorts. So Danny Cooksey as a kid, kind of creepy. His haircut's too perfect. Danny Cooksey as a teenager, looks mean, epic mullet. Danny Cooksey has a grown man, sex bomb with a lit fuse. Grab the air conditioner, folks, because it's getting hot in here. And I know anyone with a jawline like that just has to have an interesting Best Night Ever. So I invited him on the show. Danny, welcome to Best Night Ever.
1: Excited to have you. you, Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Sorry. I was trying to find, I was like, man, where the heck is that number? I was like, so I apologize. I'm a few minutes late. If I wrote it down and then I was like, oh, that's right. It's in the calendar.
0: Hey, you know what? I choose to forgive you. Uh, But seriously, it's totally fine. Uh, uh, Now, Danny, if you don't mind me telling the folks, this is actually take two. This is the uh, uh, second time we've tried to right? So, yeah, I I bring this up for a reason. Um, Allow me to paint this picture for you. So uh, we're recording this on a Monday. This recording was originally scheduled for last Monday at 430. So I'm just sitting at my desk waiting for Danny to call at 430. All of a sudden, at 4 o'clock, I get a phone call. The caller ID comes up. Danny Cooksey, uh, I answer the phone as you do, Um and uh, you were downright flustered. I um, know, I know. Like one of your kids uh, had gotten sick, and 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 you were just so apologetic. You're like, oh, "Can we please reschedule?" I'm sorry, I'm putting you out, and 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 what have you. And of course, you know, it, it was fine on my end. Obviously, we rescheduled because we're talking right now. In my mind, you're Danny Cooksey. I'm just some guy. Uh You're doing me a favor by being on the show. You know, you could have. Uh, Sent an email or, or texted, or, you know, just theoretically not called. Uh, and it would be no skin off your back. But for some reason, you calling blew my mind. I, I go home that night and I, you're, you're not going to believe what happened today. Danny Cooksey called me, Ian Hallihan, to reschedule our phone call. And then she said, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then like I try to explain to her. It's like, you no, know, he, he's Danny Cooksey. He was in Turning Two. He's in Time's to Adventures, Your Shorts, and it's going me. This is a big deal. Uh, and then she just kind of said, yeah. In he's a human. This is only the tenth episode of the show. And I guess I'm still kind of dealing with the reality of these folks who have some sort of celebrity status in my mind who come on the show uh at the end of the day are are, are, are just a dude or a dudette. Yeah,
1: yeah. Ultimate ultimately I am just a dude. <laughs> um oh,
0: also uh um when I uh sent you an email asking you if you wanted to be on the show you were the first uh guest to send uh, a follow-up email with uh, very specific follow-up questions so you know good on you
1: well you know what the first thing the first thing that came to my mind was like oh I, I don't know it was like you know best best night ever and i went like all right well okay I just automatically went to like, you know, your like craziest, your craziest night ever. That was just immediately where my mind went. And then I was like, oh, wow. I don't want to be like, you know, like everybody's like, well, it was, you know, when my child was born and I'm the only asshole going, you know, <laughs> we were so shit-faced and uh, I'm going like, okay, let me, maybe, maybe I should clarify. <laughs> maybe I should ask and see exactly, uh you know. <laughs> where everything lands
0: (laughs) yeah you would think more would um like only because asking what was your best night ever is 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 an overwhelming
1: question you know yeah Uh, no absolutely um it's like asking someone what they're you know my my i have an i have an eight-year-old and he always asks me it's like you know what's your favorite song what's your favorite this what's your favorite that And i'm conscious man i don't i don't know that's too that's a that's a it's like the most difficult question ever what's your favorite Beatles song it's like uh, i don't know but remember when
0: you were younger and you had a super specific answer that you were sure of that would last like a, a month? Yeah. I specifically remember in seventh grade saying the song Machine Head by Bush that was on the soundtrack to American Werewolf in Paris was my favorite song of all time for about six weeks. <laughs> and where, where does it where does it fall now? I mean, it's a fine song. I got no beef with it. Best song ever? Eh, I don't think so. Yeah, you know, it is a tough question, but... Uh... That's really the reason we do the show, you know, and, uh, and again, I yeah, that's awesome. appreciate you doing it. So I, I do have one question that I have to ask um, a few weeks ago. I had a cryptozoologist named Lyle Blackburn on the show a,
1: a cryptozoologist.
0: Yeah, it's like it's the study of uh, hidden animals. Um, uh, it, it's It's the study of animals that aren't. That are considered, you know, pseudoscience to, you know, the academic world, like Bigfoot and what have you. Oh, okay. All right. So so anyways, Lyle, uh, he's he's a cryptozoologist, but he's also a rock star. He's been in a bunch of bands that have been pretty successful. So uh, me being, you know, snarky smarty pants, I made a joke asking... You know, everyone knows the famous Donnie and Marie song, I'm a little bit cryptozoologist, I'm a little bit rock and roll. Uh, Are you more Donnie or Marie? Of course, the real Donnie and Marie song is I'm a little bit country, I'm a little bit rock and roll. You know, real, uh, uh, real topical stuff. Now, you, Danny Cooksey, are actually a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. Now, in the early 90s, you weren't just... A rocker on an image alone you were in a band that was created by steve Vai, right
1: yeah or he um it was, it was interscope records kind of put it together and then uh he produced uh he produced the the record yeah no it was, uh, it was like a it was an amazing experience time and, and did a lot of hard-ass work that sounds pretty rocking but you know you're
0: you're a good old oklahoma boy uh you've made possibly still make uh country western music so danny cooksey are you a little bit country or a little bit rock and roll? And you have to answer by saying, I am Donnie or Marie. Those are the rules. Oh, you have to say. <laughs> now, I guess my next question is, which one was which? So I think Donnie was uh, uh, a little bit rock and roll. Because, uh, you know, that guy, you know,
1: he broke all the rules. Okay, uh, he was the rocker. And Marie's the, uh, yeah. Um, You know... I would I would have to say it depends on it depends on uh, you know which side of the bed I, I roll out of I think um, probably these days I'm probably uh, I'm probably a little bit more country I'm probably a little bit more Marie sorry there I didn't answer okay. that correctly <laughs> 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 right on
0: uh, are you still making music or uh, just having a good time
1: uh no I still do I'm actually in the process of working on another project and and I always i I write all the time and you know it's uh so, yeah, I, I'm I'm always in the middle of, of, you know, trying to trying to do something to it's a never ending. It's a never ending process it's like therapy. Yeah.
0: So usually when I have guests on, um, I try to shy away from asking questions or really even acknowledging uh, whatever they're most known for. Like if if William Shatner was on the show, I wouldn't talk about Star Trek at all, mainly because I want it to be interesting for the guest. But this is my show and um, I can do whatever I want. Um, there was a. a, a, a a good chunk of my childhood where I would say Salute Your Shorts is the best show ever. I loved it. I still do love it. Um, particularly one episode. There's an episode where the Bobby Bunnick character, your character, gets locked in a, a, a nurse's office uh, with the character Michael Stein. And you're trying to get oh, yeah, ice yeah. And It's really a really poignant episode because like, to pass the time, you guys start doing jigsaw puzzles. And we find out that Bobby Bunnick is really good at jigsaw puzzles because his mom would always bring home boyfriends and the boyfriends would always do crossword puzzles with him. Um, so he got you know good at it uh right and it's kind of like an insight into Bobby Budnick's life uh to maybe explain why he is the way he is which is ridiculous cuz I'm a child of divorce and I'm not bullying any summer camps okay uh, uh all of my step what have yous have been fine uh, I am quite literally a redheaded stepchild but I discovered recently when I rewatched the episode I quote that episode almost daily uh there's a scene where uh, you're eating ice cream and you're 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 toasting uh, it's like to us, to, to, to Ugg and blah, 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 blah. And the scene's really over. And, and, and then the Michael Stein character says, Oh, and the nurse. And you kind of take a big bite of ice cream and begrudgingly says, Yeah, her too. For years, I've been saying that whenever, uh, uh, a conversation's over and then someone adds one more thing, I always say, Yeah, and her too. And people hate it because it's really condescending. Uh, cause. <laughs>
1: But, uh, you know,
0: that's your legacy, uh, to me. Yeah, that's her. so funny.
1: That is so funny. I wish, I wish I could, uh, and there was something, you know, it's, it's so weird. I, I have, uh, it's, it's even like, uh, my kids will like watch these things uh, on like, you know, like YouTube or, or whatever. They'll like pull something up and it's such a weird, it's almost like an out of body experience. Like I know, I know which, uh, episode, I know which which one you're talking about, but I have no idea if it was in the script, not in the script uh, ad libbed, or, or anything or any <laughs> or anything else. It's uh, especially like the different stroke stuff. When my kids will like watch one of those, I oh, have yeah. like, it's like, it's like an out of body experience. I sit there and go like, all right, I have no recollection of like the plot line. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i like? I know that's me, but I, I have like, I, just, yeah. I don't remember it. And some some definitely stick out, and I, like, totally remember, but then there was, like, some that just sort of, like, I guess, like, some of the, like, I remember, like, the Ghostbusters one. Like, I remember, like, you know, certain ones there are sort of, but, like, the ones that are some of the episodes that were just, like, you know, <laughs> just sort of fade into obscurity. Sure. Funny to sort of look look back at that. And uh... But actually, I know there, at one point in time there was uh, a, there was a, uh... Well, we have it. Um, it's like a gag reel. It was like a, like a blooper reel for Salute Your Shorts. And that scene is, that scene is in one. Um, and that's like probably the reason why I have uh, a memory of it is from seeing it in that. And that particular scene, I don't know what the heck was happening. I don't know if we were delirious, but we had the giggles so bad that we could hardly get through that particular scene.
0: <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, so, Danny, you're here for a reason. The people want to know what was your best night
1: ever yeah I think it was one of uh I think the reason and it was actually it was like it was right as soon as you had uh emailed to uh, ask me about it it was the first one that like sort of popped into my mind so I think it was like initially I went like okay that's immediately where my mind went because it was one of those that uh it's you know as 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 the years have passed and the story is is like told um Everybody everybody's added their own uh their own like, you know, do you remember this? And it's like, Oh my gosh, it's just grown into this uh like oh my god, what a what a it was a lot happening. <laughs> so it just seemed amusing and funny and you know, I'm sure everybody's got a, a night similar. So uh my best night ever would be uh it would it was my wife's twenty first birthday party. Or birthday. Uh, my wife's name is Amber. Um, my wife and I met um, actually at her uh, uncle's um, like, a music studio. I was uh, there working on some stuff, and she was just sort of there, and, uh, and we met. But it was funny. We had, um, we'd, we'd come to realize over the years that we were at many, many different events, like at, at the same place and at the same time, but just didn't know it. Uh, my band played her high school. Um, we were at some, like, Halloween sort of, like, carnival thing uh, when, you know, like, 10 years before we had met. And uh, so we, and also one major event, the first time that we held hands was technically Hands Across America, which was a, a big event in, I think, probably like the mid-80s, where they, uh, everybody held hands in a big, long chain across America. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Are, are you telling me
0: that you held hands with your future wife in hands across america
1: no 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 she was uh she was in orange county and i was in la but technically oh, because okay. it was a okay. chain I'll take yes I'll take yeah it. so we take that as a, as a, that was our first uh, you know yeah i mean one time we had uh we we threw a like a, a house party for one of her birthdays and then um We've been to like you know dinners and 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 things like that, but nothing that had the 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 uh, I guess amazing events of this evening. <laughs> Everything else was pretty tame. <laughs> um, we decided that we were gonna go to this place here in LA that was like a it's like a disco sushi bar. Uh, it was in uh, I guess it would be like North Hollywood. The sushi bar was in like North Hollywood, California. So um, you know I'll even give them a plug. It was t- can I can I give them a plug? Of course, yeah. You play okay, play- yeah, yeah. Tokyo Delves, it's called. So um, it's like lights, loud music. Uh, all of the staff has these, uh, like, you know, wireless microphones, and they're singing. And uh, every time uh, anyone in the establishment orders a sake, the entire, you know, everybody in the place screams sake. So it's it's sort of loud and, and crazy. So we decided we were going to go there, and it was going to be fun. And so we invited a, you know, Well, we invited quite a few people and then people were like, oh, I can't make it or whatever. So it was like initially started out to be, you know, eh, maybe seven, eight people-ish, you know, going to this thing. So we got there and uh, we started having some drinks. Uh, Sake bombs is pretty much the standard order of of the place. So tall Sapporo's, bottle of sake, take the the sake cup, drop it in the glass of beer and then chug it. That's that's uh, that's the diet. (laughs) and and maybe an occasional piece of sushi. Uh, Started out innocently enough, got there went like, okay, you know what, this is nice, I'm just going to, mistake number one, I went like, oh, it's nice, small, intimate, this is going to be fun, Uh, I'll just, you know, I'll put my credit card, I'll just take care of everything. Uh, Suddenly, uh, people started uh, showing up, so there's more people and more people. It ended up being quite a few people. So putting the card down was probably not the greatest idea because that came back to haunt me later on in the evening. Um, My wife really wanted to. She was determined that she was going to dance on the bar, a goal for the evening. Like, it is my 21st birthday party. And we'd been to the place before. She was like, I'm... Because the the, uh, staff would have these sort of like entertainment sections where they had like choreographed material and they would do a whole thing. So they would sort of get on the bar and on the bar stools and do like a thing. And my wife was like, okay, look. Number one, by the end of the night, I'm doing that. It was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and there were a few attempts to accomplish that feat uh, until finally um, they were like, okay, we've, we've had enough of you guys. So there was an attempt, uh, shutdown, an attempt, and shutdown. Um, there were several attempts, and then finally they just asked us to leave. Um, by that time, uh, I think the bill was very close to like $2,000 by the end of the night. Whoa. And so, yeah, <laughs> so I said, it was, uh, it sort of grew. And uh, so that was mistake number one, but that was fine. Uh, at that point in time, there was certainly no, no pain to be felt. Um, so then we decided uh, that we were going to go back to our place because clearly uh, we were, the party was not over. Uh <laughs> We had some friends that didn't make it uh, to the place because um, we sort of left them throwing up on the side of the road uh, at the sushi place and they didn't know how to get to our place. Uh, so there was that, which was really funny. Um, then we decided to go to a grocery store because um, clearly we, were, um, we needed more drinks at that point. Um, uh, my, <laughs> my wife should have used the bathroom. Um, so she's sort of, uh, there was actually quite a few people that were just sort of in the parking lot, uh, taking care of themselves. And, uh, then for whatever, for some unknown reason, I decided from the, uh, from the grocery store to the house that I was going to, uh, ride on top of the car, like TJ Hooker. So, um, I, (laughs) cause I was not driving, um, which was, which was good. It's interesting. You went with TJ Hooker and not Teen Wolf. Just
0: throwing out there.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Here's the, and the funny thing, I don't know why I always think of TJ Hooker. Cause I was not actually, I was more, it is more of a, of a, a team wolf situation because I was on the, you know, above not on the hood. <laughs> That's accurate. It is more of a Teen wolf situation, but for some reason, TJ Hooker sounds funnier. So that happened. And uh, we ended up back uh, at the, uh, at our place and uh, had a blast. Um, everybody was having a really good time, except for, one guy that was going to leave, he was a little younger, and he had a complete and total, like, nervous breakdown because he could not start his car. And it was, it was like, a, I think he borrowed, like, his parents' car or something. So he was in a, a big rush to make it home and was going to be in a lot of trouble if he could not start his car. And this went on for, I would say, about a good hour and a half of him coming up, freaking out, going back downstairs, trying to start his car, coming up. In the midst of uh, just a, a house full of people that really just uh, <laughs> sadly had no sympathy to his to his uh, situation and but were completely entertained by it.
0: Did you know this person? Like, was he a buddy or, or just some kid who wandered in?
1: Uh no, he was. Uh, yeah, he was like uh, he was like a friend of a friend. So it's like you know we knew him but wasn't really too close. And mainly people were just busting his balls. Sure. Because um, he was he was uh, he was pretty shaken. By the whole ordeal until finally uh, one of my other friends decided to go down and say like, hey, let me let me take a look at it. Um, Maybe it's just something ridiculous. Come to find out uh, his car was in neutral. So um, that's the reason why it wouldn't start. (laughs) So after lots of more entertaining and more ball busting after the fact uh, uh, came to light, it was great. Uh, By the end of the evening, for some unknown reason. Uh, there were emergency services called and uh, and, and uh, things like that. Uh, so fire department, police, like, like things like this. Unknown reason. Yeah, it would probably it would probably be a hush hush. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, emergency services were called this particular evening, but uh, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to plead the fifth on the on the cause. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, and the I think the funniest part was that. Uh, everything was okay as far as uh, you know, emergency services, um, but the one thing we did get chastised about uh, was the fact that when the fire department showed up, we still had the Christmas tree up, which was uh, in sad shape because this was March. So uh, we, got, we got a long lecture from the fire department on uh, fire safety and uh, old Christmas trees. And uh, you know everybody survived. <laughs> Definitely, it was it was a uh, yeah, it was a it was a late evening for sure. <laughs> Definitely, it was the best night ever.
0: Thank you for that story, Danny. And you know, thanks for being on the show. That was awesome.
1: All right, you too, man. Take care, brother. Folks,
0: all I can think about now is why did they call the emergency services? He wouldn't tell us. It's going to haunt my dreams. But that's, that's a me problem, it's not a you problem. But anyways, when Danny is not acting, when Danny is not writing music, when Danny is not being a daddy, Danny is teaching acting classes for up-and-comers in Orange County and Los Angeles. So if you're interested, you can go to dcacting.com. Also, you can check out uh, that band that he was in that was created by Steve Either called Bad For Good, number four. Uh, I haven't heard any of the music, but the promo pictures are outstanding. You can go to our website, bestnighteverpodcast.com, to see original artwork that pertains to each episode, including this one. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram on Podcast. You can send me an email to say anything at bestnighteverpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter majigger is B-N-E podcast. Our theme song today was brought to you by Ghost of Lester Bangs. Our background music was brought to you by Rearranged. If you're in a band or a musician and want to donate some music, you know, what is stopping you? Just send it over and I'll use it. Before I sign off, I just want to remind the folks who have brown hair or blonde hair or anything but red hair. They are only 4% of the world's population. They're an endangered species. Would you pick on a California condor? I didn't think so. Whether you're listening to this in the morning, afternoon, or night, I hope it's the best ever. See you next time.